What is up, Gator Nation? It is Gator Gilly. I am back uh, for another episode of Saturdays in the Swamp. Uh, I kind of, not really kind of, I did, um, I didn't make a, make a podcast or, or, or talk to y'all since I think it was after the Tennessee game around that time. Um, kind of got busy with, with life and stuff. So um, I'm going to try to do this a little bit more. I know it's off season, so we'll, we'll do a little bit, I guess, less it's off season, but once the season gets picked up again, I'll be back and we'll be looking like along the recruiting trail and just kind of see how things go through the spring and, and summer. Um, and I'll try to keep y'all in, in, in touch with y'all and, and update y'all on some stuff. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back. I'm excited. Um, Today we're going to just kind of run down the end of the season. Um, we're going to touch on the LSU game. We're going to talk about the Alabama game. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the OU game, um, which, you know, we all know how that went. Um, and then we'll look at kind of Dan Mullen's future, uh, Todd Grantham, and, and, and that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff. Um, Oh yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll look at Kyle Trask's uh, draft stock, Heisman uh, voting, and that kind of stuff. So uh, let's just you know let's, let's get right into it, and um, let's start off with the LSU game. So we're not gonna talk too much about it. Uh, LSU came into the in the swamp and they caught Florida um, on a bad night, um, and even on a bad night we had chances to win it. We all know how that how that ended up and, and whatnot with the shoe throwing and, and that kind of stuff. And then we still had a chance to win it, even after we threw the shoe um, with field goals here and there. Uh, Trask, I think, threw two picks that in that first half. Um, one of them, I don't think, one of them wasn't a very good throw. The other one was just an incredible play. I believe it tipped off three players, and the guy made an incredible toe-tipping catch on the sideline. Um and that I don't I believe that throw was not his fault. So um, there are some things that that didn't go our way. Um, pretty much a lot, everything didn't go our way, um, and yet we still had a chance to win that ball game. Uh, but that that loss, uh, we all know. I don't even really need to say it, but it it, it ended our season. Um, I don't know if even if we win that game against Alabama, if they put us in to the playoff, they might. Um, that was a really bad loss, and and it would be tough to put a two-loss SEC team, even though they're the champion, um, above you know a Notre Dame or a, or an A and M who who on the end of the season with one loss and and actually beat us. So, um, nevertheless, LSU, it's one of those games that that if you're if you're an elite level team, um, like the, like the four teams that made the playoffs, maybe not Notre Dame, but. Those those teams they, they don't lose those games you know and and they might have them but they don't lose them. Um, I mean Alabama controlled every opponent they played this season except for us. We we were the closest game they had and so we're not that at that level yet and it showed um, on that Saturday night. So um, I don't look too much into it. You have to remember these kids are 18, 20 to twenty two year olds. So um, you're asking them to be perfect uh, week in week out. And I know that some teams can do it, and some teams do do it, but there's very few that do. Um, so it, it's a tough loss, but you kind of got to accept it and move on. Um, Alabama game. 
So the game, oh, so it's a lot of things. We played well. Florida played really good. Um, and yet we still had chances to play better. Um, the offense, you know, it was all right in the first half, not what, what it could have been. Um, the biggest thing in the first half that frustrated me was, and it's not his fault, um, was, was that I think it was Trey Dean's interception where he got hit and fumbled. Um, you know, he makes a great play on the ball, wrestles with the receiver for it, and, you know, comes up with it, comes up with the interception. And then he's 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 running back, and I'm, I remember I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm with my two buddies and my parents, and I'm watching the game, and I'm, we're all – we're all obviously Gator fans, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to fumble, like, before he even got hit. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to fumble. And, uh, you know, I don't know who a receiver it was. Um, Mechie, maybe. I don't know. One of, the, one of the receivers comes from behind, you know, at full speed, and Dean's at full speed at this point. Arm is, arm is swinging, and he catches him up underneath, and, and the ball fumbles. Um, and they go on to score a touchdown right on that. Play that's a game changer. Um, any chance you get to slow them, it was offense down um, and stop them from scoring. Uh, not even stop them from scoring, but turning them ball over, which they don't do very often. Any chance you get, you gotta take it. And we 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 did. It wasn't our fault, but we didn't we didn't take advantage of it. So that could have been a big game changer. Um, I'm not gonna talk too bad about them because they played really well. Um, but the second thing that I didn't really like. Um, that frustrated me a lot was um, in the second half when we got the ball back to start the half. Uh, we didn't score. We get a stop. We didn't score again. We get another stop. Um, that's you can't have those two stalled drives on offense when when our defense gets. I think I believe they got three straight stops at the start of the half, and we ended up scoring on that third that third drive. But those first two those first two drives, we didn't score the ball, and that kills you. Especially against like a team like a team like Alabama, I mean, you score those two drives, and you, I I'm, I have to go look at the box score and, and the play by play and you know the scoring uh, plays and stuff. But I'm pretty sure like, that gives you a lead, and if not a two score lead, um, maybe not. Maybe it probably just gives you a lead. But still, I mean, like it puts you in the game, and and you have all this momentum now. With you, you just stopped Alabama three times, and you scored two to three times, and you know it's 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 that kind of offense it takes. Or a better defense, um, but you gotta you gotta capitalize on that stuff. So when you when you have a poor defense and a really good offense like we had this year, um, and, and your defense comes out and they get three stops, bam! I mean you gotta take advantage of that. One out of three with an elite level offense is not good. You gotta score at least two times, and in, in my opinion, against a team like Alabama, you get to score all three of those drives um, in order to give yourself a really good chance to win. So that kind of frustrated me. I know there's nothing you can do about it, but that's one uh, key thing that I looked back on the game and then. Um, no one really, I, I don't know, everybody I was watching with, no one caught on to it, uh, except for me, the, the, the freaking timeouts with, at the end of, when we scored, uh, we went for two, love to go for two call, I mean, and his, his mentality is we're going to, we're going to get the ball back, we're going to score again, and we're going to go for two either way, so we're going to take our chances, um, we're either going to score on this one and get the two-point conversion on this one, and we're going to have, be down by six, and all you need is an extra point to win the game. Or we're gonna score, which we did. We're gonna kick the extra. We're gonna go for it. We're not gonna get it. We're down eight, so we're gonna go for two again. And I would take my chances with Dan Mullen's offense to score from the three yard line one to two times. 
um, in a game like that. And they did. Um, they scored in that the two point conversion, gave themselves a chance to to literally just score a touchdown, kick a field goal, and walk out of that stadium uh, with the with the big win over Alabama. But what he didn't do was he didn't get enough time. Um, and and I don't know if Trask was he was making a subtle remark towards Dan Mullen or not. But in this post game presser, he uh, he said. Uh, Something along the lines of like we, we played them toe to toe, blah blah. Offense was playing well, and then he says, um, "We just ran out of time." End quote. We just ran out of time, and he's right. They did. You give them maybe forty seconds more, they might be able to score. But you give them maybe a minute to two minutes total, right? At that last drive, which they had, I believe, like twenty seconds, fifteen seconds from there, along there. You give them that minute, which you get pretty much close to a minute with that with that timeout. And you know, it, it you know it changes the game. Um, your offense is different then, and, and you allow Trask to, to be more relaxed, not all that relaxed. But I mean, now you got playmakers like Tony and, and Pitts and Grimes who can go up and get the ball, and and you have time to work with them. In this this case, we had 15 seconds in the first place sack, and you know. They dialed up the blitz and they got us, and that's just the way it ended. And and we left. For me, I left the game obviously upset because I have high standards for this team because they are they're incredible football team, um, incredible uh, university, and they have high standards. And so I hold them to those high standards. Uh, so when the game was over, yeah, it 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 sucked and it was upsetting, but. They look back at it and they fought their asses off against the best team in the country. They fought their asses off against the best team in the country, and that that the team lost by six points to Alabama. Okay, Alabama just demolished who they said was the fourth best team in the country, Notre Dame. Um, there was a late score there that made it look closer than it really was, but it wasn't that close. It wasn't whatever the final score was, thirty-one fourteen, whatever it wasn't. It was thirty-one seven or whatever the hell the score was. They added a touchdown late. It wasn't that close. And even so, we beat them, they beat them at 24. Um, or I don't know how much it actually was, but even so, they beat them by a, a handled amount. And and so Notre Dame didn't look like they belonged there, and Florida did when they played them. Um, and and they might, I don't know, how State looked really good against Clemson, but we'll see. I think I just think Alabama's at a different level um, and with getting Waddle back and uh, – I mean, good luck guarding those receivers on the outside and 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 stopping that offense. And maybe they can maybe they can go toe to toe and score with them like we did and give them a chance. And maybe that maybe there is another team in the country that can do it. And that might be Ohio State. But I mean, Georgia couldn't do it. Nobody else in the SEC could do it. A and M couldn't do it. Uh, Notre Dame for sure couldn't do it. And Florida's been the only team so far to do it. So I'll be I'm excited to see what Ohio State can do. Um, I'm, I'm a big SEC fan. I love SEC to win, but I also like uh, I like the way Ohio State kind of – I'm not an Ohio State fan. I hate Ohio State. I hate Ohio State, but I like the way they came out. Um, and they felt disrespected by the by Dabo, um, and, and then they made it known. Uh, they beat the shit out of them, and they, they didn't stop. And so I'm excited to see what they can do against Bama, see if there is another team like us out there. Um, the three losses doesn't look good on our record, but I believe we're a top five team in the country. You put us out there on any day of the week, 
uh, fully loaded with all of our players ready to go. Um, and we're the top five team in the country. And it showed when we played Alabama. We can go toe-to-toe with anybody, score the ball on anybody. Um, just reality. But like I said, I let the game upset. But, you know, uh, you can't be too upset because they just played their asses off. The kids fought their tails off. I mean, they had no business being in that game, being like a, what was it, 14.5-point dog, I think, at kickoff, maybe even more. They had no business being in that game, and they, they fought their tails off. So I commend the kids and, and, and the guys that, that did that. And so uh, that's that for the Alabama game. Um, you know, you wish you would have won, but you didn't. You fought your asses off, and that's all you can ask for. They didn't quit. So um, really proud of that effort. So then uh, whatever, two weeks later, we roll up into – Arlington and we play a uh, a team that I didn't I'm not a big fan of never having a big fan of and I, I go to Oklahoma State now so I'm even lesser of a fan um, Oklahoma and I watched them play against Oklahoma State obviously Bedlam game and you know they didn't do a lot of things that impressed me Oklahoma State just wasn't as good as as maybe they might have been made out to be in my opinion that could be biased, but I, they just don't. They don't do a lot. That Rattler kid, I think, might be a tad bit overhyped. Um, we're gonna see what he does next season. But um, Oklahoma comes and, and they they beat the snot snot out of us, and that's that. Um, there's no denying that. But I mean, if you watch the game, if you're a football fan, if you know football to any extent, um, everyone's saying how oh, so your three players when it actually was four. Uh, your four players on offense that, are, that aren't playing, uh, those guys stopped the, the Oklahoma Sooners from running for however many yards they did. And here's my response to that. Okay. It's kind of detailed. Get ready. So the four receivers that didn't play, they all, those guys combined receptions, they had like more, like they had more receptions, those four guys, than the, from like the 60 ranked team in the country down below them. I, I don't explain it. Like, every, so there's like 60 teams that, in front of them that had more receptions than those four guys, and the rest of them didn't. Like, the rest of the teams in the country had less receptions. Like, at the 60 mark, the West team, at the 60 mark, every team below that had less receptions than those four guys combined, not even the 40-gator offense. Um, and so when you take away those four guys, three of them from the draft preparing in Copeland because of uh, COVID, not only, not only do you lose just offensive, um, you know, power and, and and stuff like that but trask has played with these guys all season long and he's kind of comfortable and he, he knows where they're going to be knows what they're going to do knows where to put the ball this and that and and he's comfortable and he's got a feel for him and so when those guys aren't there it's very obvious and everybody knows this but the offense doesn't run it doesn't work i mean it works but it doesn't work as well and so when you get out there and you you're you're like you get out there with guys that I mean you've played with before, but I mean you're I think your most receptions on that of the guys that played was uh I, I want to say it's Gamble I want to say it was Gamble it might have been that Henderson kid or uh whatever number nine I forget number nine tight end other tight end but um other than those two guys I'm not really sure who really had a lot of receptions and so. Trask immediately from the start of the game is uncomfortable and, and he knows it because he doesn't have his guys out there. He doesn't have the guys he's comfortable been throwing the ball to all season that he's put up his Heisman stats with. 
And so that immediately, and it's not, it's, it's a mental thing. So he knows they're not out there. So it's a mental thing. He's, he's hesitant. He's, uh, he's not comfortable and, and, and it causes bad decisions. And that that's part of the reason that pick six happened, which just put it like a freaking start of the game, just started it terribly. And, and this is the effect of those guys not being there. So they score touchdown on us. Cool. We get the ball back, pick six. Um, we go, we go three and out 21, nothing. And he throws another, he throws three straight picks, whatever. And that one pick was off Gamble's hands, or I don't know who's Gamble the other time, but it was off the hands of him. And so that's a catchable ball. And then it gets picked off, and they blame Trask for that. And and so that's where like the, the game flow is what I'm getting at. So the game flow then changes because Trask is uncomfortable. The game flow is not there. There's no there's no flow of the offense. There's not there's no comfortability. There's no there's no momentum. There's nothing there's nothing going for them. They're just out there kind of just playing catch or trying to and it just wasn't working and so um so then it gets out of hands and when you're up 21 nothing or whatever the score was yeah you run the ball no shit like you're up a big big score you run the ball and so they run the ball and they had they ran the ball consistently um every drive a bunch since the end of the first quarter, since the second quarter. I mean, so I hope if you're running the ball at that high of a rate that you're going to put up that much yard, that many yards. Cause that's, I mean, it's, I wonder how many of those yards were garbage time yards against guys that didn't play all season from the Florida's defense. And also the game's out of hands. No one gives a shit. Um, the one thing that I will say is Florida had a chance to actually win that ball game. They were down 21 to 10, I believe. They got a stop, and they went down and got a field goal. If they score there, the game changes. Um, they get a field goal 21-13. They get them on, a, and then the next, so they're they're still kind of in it 21-13. And then the next drive, uh, they get them stopped like third and four, third and five, and they're on that damn pick play across the middle, and they get a they get a breakaway touchdown, and it puts the game. That's where the game was out of hands. But you know, Emory. Emory put him back in the game there. They got a couple stops, and, and Emory scored the ball a couple times, and two of them were field goals. You got to have one of those touchdowns, if not all three. Um, that's the reality of winning football games. You got to score touchdowns. I mean, field goals are cool, but you got to score touchdowns. And so um, there there was a chance there. And that's, all, that's all I'm going to say about that part. There was a chance there, and, and it didn't happen, obviously. We ended up losing by, like, whatever, 50, 55, 24, something like that. But. You know, a bunch of OU slander, uh, talking about how this and that. I and mean, if they watched, if they watch any football, if they know any football, they know that a, two weeks ago, uh, we we played at the best team in the country toe to toe. And every every year, you see, OU gets in the playoff and they get beat up, beat the hell out of by that team. So um, it's, it, I was, you know, it's annoying, but it happens. And and not only were the four guys on offense out, there was a bunch of guys on defense that didn't play, and so. Um, whether that was injuries or COVID or the draft. So it's, you know, it's a bowl game. It's bowl season. Um, it's gone downhill ever since this playoff started. If you're not in the playoff, no one really gives a shit. And that's the reality of it. Unless you're a team like OU who lost too early in the season. And you're like a team like OU. You lose too early in the season. You come back when the Big 12, you're just high on emotions. You had no expectations getting the playoff because you already lost two games. So you're just playing to play. And Florida, who had an expectation, had they beat Alabama, maybe we can play off and we lose and they have nothing to play for. And that's been a problem since the playoffs started. So they, they need to look at that, fix that, and see if there's a way to, you know, maybe incentivize or maybe expand the playoff or something like that because you get kids that just opt out and you get a your team. Like Dan Mullen said, as as a head coach, you don't say this, but it's true that the Florida, the 2020 Florida football team did not play in that bowl game. The last time they played was against Alabama, and that's the reality of it. That is the reality of it. 
OU played against a a team that, to Dan Mullen's point, could have opted out because they didn't have enough scholarship players. They had they like they by the rules they could have said no. We, we don't want to play. We don't we don't have the proper amount of players. And I'm not making excuses. OU beat us. That's that's fine. But they didn't beat a full capacity. Like I just wish OU could have seen that that Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony and they'd shit themselves. Like they can't stop that offense. And so. I'm gonna get on a rant here if I keep going, but that's that's the OU game. It, it it I don't even look at it really. Like at the end of the season, like cool eight and four is that you want to put it as? Like I see eight and three, and I don't even talk about the bowl game. We can put we can put eight and four. It doesn't mean anything to me. That bowl game means absolutely nothing to me. We saw a little bit of the future, a little bit of Emory, a little bit of Richardson. I'm excited. I don't know who it's gonna be. Everyone's telling me Emory. I like the way Richardson looked. I know it was only one drive, but I mean he's taller. Uh, he's a little bigger. Um, I think he probably runs just as well. Um, but he's obviously younger and just whatever. But I mean, if whoever whoever plays better, throw him out there. I don't care. Whoever's a better player, play him. I love Emory. I've been an Emory guy since he got there. I was an Emory guy over Felipe and, and Trask. Um, so I'm ready for Emory. And, and if he's the guy, then he's the guy. But uh, that's the OU game and whatnot. That's kind of leads into the little feature of the Florida Gators and Dan Mullen and stuff like that. Hungry at them. Um, so. There's all this talk about Dan Mullen going to the NFL and, um, and you know, and, and what the deal with Todd Grantham is and what's the future of the Florida Gators. And it's annoying because, I mean, everyone's, like, happy that Mullen's leaving. I'm like, guys, like, he's going to go to the – I mean, he's, he's brought us to the New Year's Six every year. Like, why you you don't want – I don't want him gone. You don't – I know you don't want him gone. And so um, I don't know why why this was – I mean, why people even, you know, are so excited for him to leave and stuff like that. But um, Dan Mullen is not going anywhere. Let's just start with that. He's not. Um He's he he look he might but he's not going over this season and then there's no reason for him to, um. And so, with that being said, I mean he's like he's hiring these guys and he's bringing these new guys in. So like, for you to be like, oh he's he's leaving da 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 and I'm like guys like he wouldn't be making all these hires if he's gonna go to the NFL. That just doesn't make any sense. So, um. That just doesn't make any sense at all. But I'm excited to see where, where this team goes and what they can do. Right now, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find their defense uh, statistics because there's all this Grantham slander, and and if you look back in the past, I think this is his fourth season. I believe he came here with Mullen, right? You look back in the the three years prior to this, I mean, like he, he had like top twenty five defenses, if not better, um, for years. And I'm trying to find it. I, I found it like a while ago, and and it, it just frustrates me because Todd Grantham, like he had a bad season, and, and and I don't know, I look at COVID, and I look at a lot of things that you can make excuses for, but at the end of the day, it was a bad season, and that's the reality of it, but 
but he's been successful. So this whole talk of how bad he is in this and that, yeah, there were some things that frustrated me, and I, I was not a fan of the season either. But it, it's not like this has been a an ongoing thing. Um, I'm trying. I'll find it in a second. I just gotta find a. Here we go. So, where total defense? Twenty. Let's. What did we get? Twenty seventeen. Twenty eighteen. Is that when he got here? I think so. So in 2017, 2018, total defense, Florida was 31. They were the 31th best defense in the country. And I don't even know if that was this year or not. I think it was. 2018, 2019, Florida um, gets better, and they're the 28th total defense in the country. And then 2019, 2020, which was not this year, Preseason, we're ninth. We're ninth in the country. Todd Grantham had a top ten defense this prior to this the season prior to this, and he had two top three defenses the year before that. And this is total defense, um, and so it takes in all that, you know, passing whatever. So he has a number nine, number nine defense in the country. Literally a season ago, we go eleven and two. Um, I want to see. I can't see our stacks, but we. I think we like team stacks. We were like fourth in the country in sacks, um, and so there's just—it's just so frustrating. It's tenth in the country in, in, in tackles for loss, and if you don't believe me, I'm looking at NCAA statistics dot uh, org. You can go look; uh, has all of them. Um, turnover margin. Let's see what they did in turnover margin. Thirty-third in turnover margin, uh, but kind of blame the offense on that one because I'm pretty sure we, we turned the ball over a decent amount last season. But but it, the end of the day, what I'm saying is there's a slander. And in total defense, he was top ten in the country last year, and then he goes and he has a tough season with COVID. Okay, he has a lot of young guys, a lot of young guys on that roster, and and guys that haven't played before, and he's trying to figure out who plays where and whatnot with no spring ball, no summer, no summer, nothing, short fall camp. And you throw them into a 10-game SEC schedule, and you want to sit there and tell me that Todd Grantham doesn't know what he's doing when he put on a freaking 10, a top 10 defense in the country. Not even, like, he wasn't, like, not even in the Power 5, or not, sorry, not even the Power 5 or anything. He was a top 10 defense in the country. And let's see uh, what he was in in the SEC. Uh, he, was the, he was the second best in the SEC behind Georgia. And I mean, there's some teams out here, and I'm not gonna not taking away from them because they're good. But so Ohio State, Utah, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Clemson are all the teams above them that are power five. There's then there's UAB, Buffalo, and San Diego State. So they are realistically the number six best de- team in the country on defense a season ago. And um, that's I mean, like I. I, they're obviously nine, but with when you look at Power Five, they're they're the sixth best Power Five team team in the country with teams that compete for the for whatever for the championship, and so everyone's like, get Grantham out of here, and so yeah, if you want to base everything off one season, then sure, go go fire him, go find a new guy, and let me know how that goes for you. Um, 
And this year we're eight, we're eighty third in the country. Played the most. I mean, we played the most games out of anybody. Um, we're eighty third out of one hundred twenty seven, so not good. But I mean, he went from nine to eighty third, and and I think what I'm getting out here is stop the slander, stop the Grantham slander. Let him get these new guys in here. He's got a lot of new recruits that are studs. Let him get in here and let him make plays and, and let Grantham work with them because like Chief Borders and and that call your kid and uh, another another defensive back that's all day four star that, that arrived on campus and I mean we had defensive backs coming in like the Wazoo that are just studs and I mean that's I mean if you can get a plethora of defensive backs that can play just like. In and out. You got a bunch of studs. You got guys you can lock up on the outsides and let Grantham blitz. And that's what he does. That's what he wants to do is lock up on the outsides and throw one guy or two guys over the top and just get after the quarterback. Um, that's what Florida did last season. That's why they were so successful. Um, so we're going to be okay. We got uh, Zachary Carter coming back. Jervon Dexter is going to be really good. And so the D-line is going to be good. We're going to get better. We got the Penn State transfer. We lost that linebacker. Uh, Houston, but he, I mean, that. how do you talk shit against before OU and then about how good Florida is and then transfer out to you lose? Like, that's embarrassing, honestly. So I'm glad he's gone. I don't want guys like that in the program. But what I'm getting at here is, and I, I said this on a Facebook post, and I said, look, like, give Grantham this entire offseason, which is the spring and the summer, uh, give him the fall camp with his new guys, the returning guys. And I promise you, the Gator defense that we are used to, we are accustomed to, will be back. I promise you that. So, um, I don't, I, I don't personally agree with the the floor, the Gantham Slender. So, it is what. Sorry about that. Uh, cut out on me. Um, basically, I was just saying that uh, I'm wrapping things up here. Um, the Grantham Slender. Not don't agree with it. Um. I think we can look at him this season, and if it's bad again, we can look at that again and maybe move on from him and, and see how this season goes. But right now, I, w- I would hold off and kind of give him, give him a chance. Uh, and my last topic, I'm not going to keep you off too much longer, uh, is uh, the, tr- the the Trask Heisman. Uh, he got fourth, and Trevor Lawrence got second. Um, I don't want to get too riled up because I will. I think it's disrespectful to not only Trask, but Mac Jones. Um, whether Mac or, or whether Mac Jones or, or Trask wins second second place, um, I believe that Trevor Lawrence should not have gotten second. He missed I think one or maybe two games, and I think it was two games, and, and his stats were nothing like uh, Trask's or uh, Mac Jones, so. It's just kind of upsetting that 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 they that they did it like that, and and that shows you that like that it's the, I mean, it, it kind of I mean, it's the name. So Lawrence had a bigger name than Mac Jones preseason, and so they got it. I mean, it's I don't even understand it. I can't even explain it to you, but um, I'm happy Devontae won it. Uh, played a great season, great 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 receiver, and great NFL talent. I'm happy for him. That's really awesome. Um, and then my last thing is is Trask's uh, kind of dra- uh, draft stock. I don't think it got affected too much, like everyone said it did, against um, against OU. I, I really don't. So I think it'll be okay. 
I have I've heard like on Twitter he's like a, a late first rounder, but everything I've seen he's not. Uh, he's second round, third round, and even maybe even later depending on how quarterbacks go. But probably second round, third round. Um, so it's just it's just interesting. Um, we'll see how he goes. I'm happy for him. I think he'll be okay in the NFL. His arm's not the strongest, but I think he'll be okay. He reads the, reads the defense well. He's a smart kid, um, and and knows how to win games. So. Um, I'm excited for this next season. Place your bets on Florida to win the national championship. Uh, place your bets on Emory Jones to win the Heisman. Um, and uh, throw it all on the Gators because we're coming, and I'm excited for them, and I think they're going to be good. And um, they're going to be really good, and and – we're going to win the national championship. So thank you guys for listening. Go Gators. Um, Saturdays in the Swamp. I'll be back more. I love you guys. Uh, I love talking to you guys. I hope you all enjoy listening to me and, and whatnot. So um, go Gators, and uh, see you soon.